Welcome to the Fire and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow. I believe in taking massive, inspired action from an awakened soul. This show is a weekly dose of spiritual principles, personal development, and success strategies for creating an epically aligned life. Here's to your wildest dreams coming true with less hustle, grit and grind, more flow, ease, and grace. I'm the founder of the Live Video Mastery Academy, a TV host, speaker, best-selling author, and proud fur mama, and I'll be sharing real talks with successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, best-selling authors, spiritual luminaries, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered, transformational, and soul-centered podcast. Things are about to get real. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome back to the Fire and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, and I am so happy that you're here. Before we dive into my amazing guest today, I wanted to give a shout out to a listener. This is a spotlight on Sandy Gold. Sandy has binged every single episode recently and then went on to share about it on a live video in the Facebook Live Challenge group that I organized. And it was such an incredible testimonial that I just had to come back on here and give her a beautiful shout out just to say thank you, Sandy, for sharing, not only for listening and downloading and for all the impact that you said that you did get and have been receiving from this podcast, but the fact that you shared it publicly on live video is just a whole nother level. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to tune in, for listening, and for sharing. So thank you very, very, very much, Sandy Gold. You're such a beautiful soul. Now, speaking of the Facebook Live Challenge group that I am at the helm at, there are a lot of really cool things happening. So if you haven't joined... I invite you to do so, and you can do that in the show resources by clicking on a simple link that says, join the Facebook Live Challenge group. It's the world's largest Facebook Live Challenge group at this point in real time as I'm recording this, which is August 30th, 2019. There are almost 1,800 people in the group from six continents, so all around the world, people showing up, putting themselves on live video, pushing that go live button that we like to call the blue courage button and sharing, sharing, that's it, and not getting caught up in what it looks like or what it sounds like in the beginning, and then with practice and support and encouragement of an amazing tribe, you guys. This tribe is is just incredible. You start to get better and gain more confidence and clarity, and you get connection and community. And it's all happening in the Facebook Live Challenge group. And here's the thing. Starting tomorrow, which will be for you in real time on September 10th, we kick off a seven-day Facebook Live Challenge. And there's epic prizes. In fact, almost $2,000 worth of prizes. So get this. You've heard me share here about permission granted. So there's a full-fledged comped ticket to permission granted with, my God, epic speakers like Lisa Nichols, Iyanla Van Zant, Marcy Schmernoff, myself, Lori Harder, Lindsay Simsick, Shelly Zalis. Oh my God, there's so many incredible speakers. Not to mention every month, you also get a group live coaching call with Patty Aubrey, the woman behind Permission Granted, the billion dollar brand builder, partner to Jack Canfield and president of Canfield Companies and who's become a friend of mine. This will be an epic 12 
month-long journey through this course permission granted, and we're offering a free ticket that's $1,000 in value, $995 for the top contributor to the challenge. And all you got to do is just jump on board. So click the link in the show resources. That's under fireandsoulpodcast.com, fireandsoulpodcast.com. You can find the link there, and it's free. There's zero obligation. You don't even have to offer an email. Second prize is a comped guest ticket to join my upcoming live video mastery six-week course that's a value of about $600. And of course, 10 years and 4,000 hours of my experience in live TV retail and selling hundreds of hundreds of millions of dollars worth of product on live TV, wanting to give back and share my services and my expertise in social media, launching it last year, and me ending up generating a multi six figure career off of Facebook live video. So I take that same conversion blueprint that I developed over all these years with all these brands and then my own services and built up my own business. And then I share it with you inside this six week live video mastery course. So you have a chance to win a ticket to join that course that starts on September 26th by just joining the Facebook live challenge that will go to the number two contributor. Then the third contributor, listen to this. It just goes on and on. We'll be able to win $200 in cash for the third prize. So $1,000 permission granted, $600 to live video mastery, and $200 cash from yours truly and Jocelyn Kuhn-Mast, who's become a dear friend of mine. She's also part of Permission Granted. She's been on this podcast as a guest way back when. And that's waiting for you as soon as you join the Facebook Live Challenge Group. So we kick off the seven days on September 10th, which is tomorrow. It goes seven days. I'll announce the winner on September 18th. So you can check all that out. Join the Facebook Live Challenge Group in the show resources on my website, fireandsoulpodcast.com. That was a lot of information, but thankfully we got it all in. All right, let's dive into today's guest. Oh my goodness, Bo Flynn, an American film producer. He's known for producing large commercial films such as Skyscraper, Rampage, San Andreas, and Hercules, as well as critically acclaimed independent films like Requiem for a Dream, Tigerland, Choke, and The House of Yes. His upcoming films are super exciting. High Jungle Cruise and so many other really cool things. I had a chance, you guys, to sit down with him in person at the Upgrade Labs Biohacking Bulletproof Conference just this past spring in Beverly Hills. And it was such an epic experience for a podcast called The Unstoppable Series. And that's getting released, I think, around the same time that I'm releasing this one here. And this was a conversation that was pure heart, pure soul, and it's totally in alignment with what this podcast is all about. Inspired action from an aligned soul. This man has a message that is so beautiful, and it is truly... ah. 
not going to lie, atypical of Hollywood, especially a producer at his level, to be like BFFs with The Rock and how that relationship started and how he launched his career. You're going to love this conversation. It's like being a fly on the wall. And it really does go to show you that if you have integrity and you follow what's in your heart and you do things the right way that you know it can be done in a world that might be telling you, no, you've got to sell out here, you got to sell out there, but you stay focused on what's calling you, which is what the aligned soul aspect of what this podcast really highlights means, that you can create epic impact that truly is fulfilling. And that's exactly what this conversation is. So without further ado, please enjoy this unbelievable conversation. I can't even believe I got to be a part of it. But here it is, my conversation with Mr. Bo Flynn. Hey everybody, it's Michelle Sorrow here on behalf of Unstoppable, and I am so freaking stoked. Bo Flynn in the right. house. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's yeah, such it's an a great honor pleasure. to have you here. Okay, for those of you who are not aware of who you are, how do you uh, say who you are? I am, first and foremost, the theme of what we're here for is an unstoppable movie producer. Awesome. That's what I do for a living, but I'm very, very blessed. I have an amazing job. I'm created a company called Flynn Picture Co. And we have mm-hmm. a producing deal at Warner Brothers and New Line. And we make event global tentpole films and Such get as? to tell incredible stories. We just finished a movie for Disney called Jungle Cruise with Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. That comes out next summer, July 20th, but I don't remember the release date. Dwayne Johnson, also known as The Rock. The Rock, right? Yes, and haven't you done sure. every film he's ever done? I try. I try Something to like do. That. I, I've done seven movies with Dwayne, yes, um, for the last, over the last uh, nine years. So yes. We found each other. It was instant, uh, true love. I cast him in a movie called Journey to Mysterious Island that I made. Mm-hmm. It was a sequel to Journey to the Center of the Earth, and it was immediate. It was a massive gravitational pull, and I very rarely met human beings like that. And also about just he is an unstoppable force. Yes, he is. And I feel like I've really contributed to that, you know, unstoppability, if that's a word. But there's something about people's energy that I really respond to. And he's someone that really does kind of like practice something similar to me, which we both kind of visualize what, you know, kind of we want to do and achieve. And really kind of then it just all seems to happen with endless amount of, you know, energy and, you know, building a great team around it and really not stopping until it happens. The unstoppability. Yeah, I think we're no. going to actually let that word be yours now, right? Yeah, good. Um, like I love that. Yeah. And I want to unpack that and we will in a moment because yep. I know you're a big manifester. Yes. And I want to talk about the ease and grace in which you do do that because that's the magic of who you are. But So you talk about the films and you talk about this legacy that you're creating and yes. being unstoppable. I absolutely love that. We're here at the sixth annual Biohacking Upgrade Labs Conference, which is super freaking cool. What brought you here? So an old friend of mine for a very long time who I just, we've been friends since college. She linked me up with Amanda and Mm -hmm. Amanda is incredible. Amanda, and I just was immediately kind of like, I'd heard so much about her and I I know Dave Asprey, who I'm a big fan of. And I just started reading about the idea of kind of biohacking and just how it went from technology into kind of biology and a big believer in terms of how we can kind of keep kind of improving ourselves and keep kind of connecting more to people and to the universe. And, you know, I've always kind of had really like listened to my dreams and really kind of believe in just kind of bigger ideas and the fact that I feel like, you know, I came from Miami to NYU to Los Angeles, not knowing anyone or anything. And I kind of feel like I'm living a dream. And kind of, I also want to kind of give that back to people as much as I can, because 
I feel so blessed and grateful mm. for the life that I get to live. And I want to kind of really just give any piece I can back to people who are kind of on the same path. So this is an incredible conversation because I've been in Hollywood for 20 years. I've been on air for 10 years. And you don't have these kinds of conversations every day. So it's really special for me, just on a personal note, which I bet so many people are going to relate to and be very inspired by that this exists in Hollywood, right? This is going to become, I believe, the 2.0. And I know you and Rock and the people that you're surrounding yourselves with, you're going to be at the helm of that charge. So how does this you know, mindset impact what you do for work in an otherwise unknown sort of, it's not really known in this industry, right? right. Of That's making right. movies and known. celebrity culture and all of that pressure. That's right. I love what you said about kind of about Hollywood 2.0 and, mm -hmm. and, and I had a big breakthrough also. And I, it's actually similar to you. I think you and I are, are similar in this way where I've read about you in terms of you felt really whole or complete or your life changed once you were being the most honest version of yourself. I could cry just And I feel that. like it's, it's something that when I read that, I felt like, okay, well, that's an immediate link to you yes. because I felt like I, when I first came out here and I was having success just by pure drive, but I eventually found a point in my career where I was just like, you know what? I know there's a presentational version that people want in this town, but it just, I still felt like I wasn't quite achieving to the level and, and what I really wanted. And I also wasn't fully satisfied for some reason, even though on the outside looking in, I was living an ultimate dream. So once I kind of really found and became true to myself and who I am, and this is me, take it or leave it, that's yep. really when my a, I became much happier and also my career shifted into like maximum overdrive. You oh, know? I love that. It's like waking up to who you truly are and That's letting right. that shine, right? That's right. But for anyone listening who maybe doesn't understand what that means, how would you unpack that in terms of an actionable step? Sure. I mean, I, I really feel like so many people have opinions in our business, yeah. right? In all businesses, right? It's like, it's very hard to kind of stay committed to, this is the story that I wanna tell. Mm. This is the star I want to be in the movie. This is the director that I wanna direct this film. And it's you really, I really fight to stay true to that. And I think that has to be like, you have to be really kind of okay with yourself and really believe that because then it's like, I use the word authenticity yes. a lot in our business. And I really feel like more than ever, that's what the audience is responding to mm. is authenticity. I think people just feel it and smell it when you're being true. And it doesn't have to be like a, you know, kind of life-changing indie type film. It also goes for like, when you're making just a big popcorn movie, the audience wants that too. But you have to kind of like really stay you have to stay in that lane and kind of go all the way through because a lot of times you see people trying to sell a movie that it's not. The audience just knows. They so you do. Know? And I feel they reject it and then they get angry and they're like, this is not what I was expecting to see. And I think you can kind of go deeper into that as a storyteller and as a person, you know, in terms of like really just being honest with yourself and to others, and I think it's attractive to people. I am living by this yeah. mantra lately. Maybe you would let me know if you can resonate, but I say nobody is looking for perfect. Everybody's looking for real. That's right. Right? And I think I think more than ever. ever. I think that's really, really powerful right it. now. I do. And I think that's what sells, and when you look at, even forget about, because there's a lot of pressure in movie box office sales. Let's, let's just Huge. be clear, yes. right? Yes. But I feel like when you look at it from, forget about sales, but you're just serving. I mean, because it sounds like that's what you're coming from is a service mindset. Like you're answering the call in your heart. You visualize it. Now you're manifesting it. And then it's working because it's real. It's authentic to who you really are. Is that, is that a fair that's statement? I think that it's exactly what we do. And I also feel like I feel very much just like 
I'm the audience, right? Like I feel mm. all the time, like I am the audience. I love, you know, great stories. I love watching TV. I love going to the movies. I love reading books. I love being online, whatever it is. Is like, but I feel like I'm a really good audience member, which I think that I use that mm. to inform the stories that I want to tell. Like, what would I like? And I really do believe then people from around the world in all ages will actually really like that. And I have the gift and the blessing to actually then actually follow through on that. Yeah. You know, it's like I ha hear stories all the time. I meet people. I use my interactions with people and characters and our scripts all the time. And I also, like, I really am, have a very active imagination and dreamer. And a lot of my movies are original ideas of mine or my teams and, or, you know, come out of my Amazing. dream. You know, there's, I made a movie called San Andreas and that was a real game changing movie for, for me personally, as a producer, for Dwayne, it really changed Dwayne Johnson's career to where That movie like, scared the hell out of me. It also scared you. Really, <laughs> I hope you have an earthquake kit in your San house San Andreas now. Fault, I live you know? on it in yeah. Santa Monica. Thank you very much for giving me a different kind of dream, my friend. Uh, I know, I'm <laughs> sorry about so that. Real. It it was real and it's, I had an idea of being inside an earthquake, a 3D mm. earthquake in a dream. Mm. And I woke up and I was like, I had made the first 3D movie ever called Journey to the Earth. That was the first HD 3D movie. Yeah. Avatar was the second, even though James Cameron had kind of invented that technology. Mm. We used it first on that film. Mm. And I felt like there's never been done is, is a giant earthquake movie in three dimension, in three dimension experience. And so I had that in a dream, I woke up and then I had pitched it to my wife and brother and sister-in-law <laughs> the next day in the pool. And I was like, what do you guys think about it? They're like, that's crazy. That's, you have to do that. And I literally like, I told the studio and New Line and, you know, and Toby Emmerich and Richard Brenner and these guys at the studio. And they're like, they're like, literally like, go, let's go do it. We're in, let's go. And it just all fell into place very, very quickly. We had a script. I gave the script to Dwayne. He said yes, which was awesome. We had already worked together on a few movies before that a director that we work with a lot, this guy Brad Payne. And then just the way the whole movie came together just felt like it was meant to be and very special. And mm. it, again, all from an idea, all visualized literally in a dream, but yet I was visualizing the process of how it would happen. And then very fortunately, the movie opened, you know, really huge around the world and just really kind of impacted people, both in terms of like, you know, just having fun and a good time at the theater, but really like at the same time, like California changed a lot of their earthquake re regulations, all the cell towers got mounted That's across right. the state of California. We created amazing awareness in terms of that. So like, I still think like, I love the idea of entertaining people, letting people have fun, but at the same time, there's people can find things and nuggets and things that are relevant to them. And actually affecting change. That's correct. Right, so it's like a different level of being a philanthropist. Like you're, yeah, you're visionary, like affecting change. You're, it's a measured difference in the lives of so many. And so I wanna thank you for that. Wow. By the way, you can't see Bo, but every time he says anything that you can imagine is like deeply meaningful, he puts his hands on his heart. And it's just such a beautiful thing to see no, you do that. It's like, it's, that. it's yeah. no, it's beautiful. And Tony Robbins, nice. who's one of my mentors, talks about that. And he's a dear friend of Dave Asprey's, where it's like, ah, oh, that's like, it's so real. It's so dope, you know? But you talk Thank about- you for pointing that out. Yeah, yeah that's it's, really it's, cool. I, I never, love, I never thought of that. It's one yeah. of my favorite ways to communicate with people because I know that you're, I know anyway, because I've heard so much about you, but to see that in action is a whole different deal, right? Yeah. Which is yeah. what you and I live yeah, for. It is. Yes. It is what we're, why we're here. It know? is. Okay, yeah. so let's let's unpack that a little. Great. Like, why do you really think we're here? What are the movies really about? Because it's not just about the movies or even affecting this social change or political right. change. What is it really about? No, I feel like I really genuinely believe like I was brought here for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, I really kind of had no business being here. My mom, you know, who are East Coasters and was very upset when I left and came out here and it's <laughs> far away, you know? It's mm -hmm. like, I don't know, I just felt like I had, 
I know there was a calling of wanting to have the ability to tell stories, connect with people. I felt like I was raised by the movies. Like, you know, it's like my mom has been, was married six times. We traveled all over the, you know, country kind of chasing, you know, guys. <laughs> she was chasing guys and, and really never had like really firm settings. So I was like raised on movies and TV shows. And I felt like this is, a, this, it was such an impact on me. And Steven Spielberg was like, you know, was the ultimate kind of dream. And I felt like he was speaking to me and really shaped me as a human being. And I felt like I wanted to kind of continue that and give that back. And I just feel at the same time, like I've been very, I've made over 30 movies. I started out mm. making, you know, kind of independent films and really got to taste and experience that at Sundance and Cannes, and those are very different. And then I was like, you know what, I wanna now speak to larger audiences and speak to the world. And it's really something that's very humbling. Like I'm, I take it very seriously in terms of like, now as a parent, what are the messages mm. you wanna say? What are the themes? Yeah. And I just, there's something too that I've been working on for a very long time, which also kind of was something that I kind of dreamed of doing and visualized. And that's now this franchise. It's one of the biggest franchises in the world, and it's Hello Kitty. And Hello Kitty is a owned by a company in Japan. I was Sanrio. raised on it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I love what I love what the virtues are in terms of like about paying it forward, about authenticity, about identity, about circle of friendship, about anti-bullying, and all these messages. And I feel like that's something as now as become a parent, and I've kind of a little more seasoned in my career and life. It's something like, I wanna be part of that. And yeah. so spent five years going back and forth to Tokyo and making a relationship with this Shintaro Suji, who's the founder of the company, he's 92 years old. Wow. And he entrusted me, everyone's been pursuing this forever and entrusted me to tell the movies of all the Sanrio characters. You're bringing Hello Kitty to the big screen. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's and awesome. That's, that is something too that I was kind of like thinking about in terms wow. of like unstoppability and, mm -hmm. I, and I still, I love that word. At the same time, I do say it with real, real kind of humility because, mm -hmm. but it, the deal would have never gotten done had I ever, like, I was told no and no and no and no. And I went to, started in, in meetings in Rio in El Segundo. They were like the US division, took it as far there. Two presidents of that company were fired and gone. So I was left there. I knew eventually, clearly, I had to get to Japan in order to meet with Shintaro Suji. You had to go to the theme parks first before he would ever even sit with you. Like it was just, it was layer after layer after layer. And if you really ever stopped or got over, it's like it would have gone away and never happened. And they're fine. That company does $8 billion a year in merchandising. Like they're just fine. But the idea of just like, I was like, I was obsessed and I was never gonna stop. And the fact that he, you know, chose me and my company to do it is, is I think really pretty cool. It's amazing. And, Congratulations. Know. Thank you so that's much. That's a huge win. And I Thank imagine you. it's just one of many. One of, yeah, that's, that's, that's But I want to talk about that. So manifesting is so much more than just dreaming about it, right? Because yes. you get the dreams, they come to you, or you yes. get these visualizations, which is really powerful. And you've had unbelievable success doing that. But there's another piece to this that what I hear is the underlying theme is a certainty in your soul. It's like, it's so crystal clear that it's gonna happen, but you're not attached to when, right. you're not attached to how, you just know that you're gonna do everything you can to make it happen, yes? That's is that right. a fair statement? That's, I think that's exactly right, because it is, it's like, you're. I, I love what you said, it's not about winning. I never do feel like it's yeah. winning or losing. Right. I feel like it, that was meant to be sometimes, if something doesn't happen exactly the way you saw it, it's like, then we just go and make a slight right turn and, and just keep moving forward, you know, because, Again, like I do think of all businesses, all businesses are met with no's and obstacles. I don't think any business gives you the word no, 
or puts a massive kind of, you know, blocker in front of you like the entertainment industry does. Oh, well, they never you know say I mean? no. It's like, yeah. They, it's just, you know it's the just, rule of thumb? It's like they don't say no in the room. They say not now. That's right. Not now right. for like 20 years. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. And it's like, and I have so much respect for people that have been in it and stayed relevant in it and continue to be in it. It's a big deal. Because it's like, it really starts to become like a family because everyone just looks at each other and they just, just know, like, I know what you have done and gone through to achieve the success that, that you have. That actually makes me want to cry. You know, it's like- because it's, it's true with anything in life, right? You look at the biohackers here and the experts on the stage, you behind the scenes and what you're doing to change the world, what I'm doing, all the no's I've heard. Podcast, FYI, we're on a podcast. There's 600,000 podcasts. Do you know that 80% of podcasters give up after three episodes? Wow. And another 80% wow. give up after 18? Wow. I mean, I it's like, that. if it's you incredible. just stick with things. That's right. That's right. But we've got this disposable mentality at times. So what do you say to young movie makers or entrepreneurs who want to start out right now and and they want to manifest. They yeah. want to tap into visualizing. What is like for you a quick hack? Although I know you're all about long-term and legacy and doing the work. Yeah. What do you suggest to them as a piece of advice from you? I mean, one thing that's that's vital is I always say like, let passion lead the way. Mm. Like if you have to really love what it is, not just necessarily what you do, but you have to love the story you're telling or the career path you're going down. If, if you don't love it, I don't know if you have a fighting chance because of all the so no's good. and obstacles that you'll yes. have. You know, the other thing too that I learned is I used to set these like, when I was in college, I set these massive goals, like I wanna be this by this and this by this. Mm. And then it was never happening for me because it was like these long-term goals. But then I started setting these like real small digestible goals. Yes. And then I was building on the success of achieving these small steps. And doing them well. And doing it well and getting integrity. it done. I was like, oh, I yes. got that done. And then six months out, oh, that happened, that yes. happened. And then eventually you just become like this power force and nothing could stop you. And that's really where also things started to change for me. Like my goal was like when I moved out here, it was not to go ahead and like, win an Oscar or to do a billion dollars at the box office. It was like, I want to get one movie made. I want the movie to go to Sundance. Mm. And I really want to and kind of go and sell it and so people can experience it. And all of those things happened on my first movie when I was 25 years wow. old. And I'm so grateful for it now more than ever because I feel like that then set the course for me mm. and able to make a next one and a next one mm. and then just really start to come to a place which is pretty much right now where we're in the golden age of content right now. Mm. And I just feel like the fact that I'm part of, you know, that content that content creator at a yes. time where sky's the limit in terms of platforms, right? Obviously, first and foremost, theatrical, which I love. Yep. But then you come down to premium television, then you come to cable, and then streaming, and then Netflix, and then Amazon, and Hulu. All these places are dying for content, and we're the ones that get to do it. You know what I mean? That's really exciting time. And that you just said get to do it is so beautiful. Like, what a humble perspective. I love that. You know, remind me too of, I remember, and this is applies to so many of you guys listening right now. If you've got a big dream, start right where you are and do it well, right? That's right. Just focus, be interested in what you're doing right now. Because I remember when I first started my podcast, I reached out to a, a game changer by the name of Lewis House. Do you know who he is? No. He's He's got a top 100 podcast. He's, you know, like an eight-figure earner. He's impacting lives. Got New York Times bestselling author. Anyway, oh. I remember I DM'd him, mm -hmm. slid in. And uh, <laughs> and I said, hey, you know, if you ever have any guests, that you know you think would be appropriate for what I'm about to start. And then he said the best advice to me. And here I should know, right? Like I know better, right. but I still try to circumvent the work. Yeah. Right? The early work. That's right. And he said, I would recommend that you start with people that you know. 
people that you're, are already in your inner circle, and then let it grow from there. And it was the best advice I could have been given. That's amazing. That's it's, amazing. It was he's, so good because we so think so money. big, yeah. and then we lose perspective or we give up too soon because we're like, we didn't get the Oscar right away, That's or right. we didn't get the billion-dollar box office you know, movie. That's right. And then we're like, oh, I don't have it. And we get, I don't know, I just feel like it's like you got to do the work right where you are and be willing to look at it long term, but only if it's driven by passion. That's correct. It, yes. That has to be the part. But the one thing, too, is like with that, and it's so funny you said that because I actually use that a lot in, you know, when people are kind of up and coming and sit with me and young directors or producers, they talk about it. And the one thing I say is like, and I now in retrospect, I understand, but I always stay true to my peer group in yes. Hollywood. I saw a lot of people jump out of it and I was like, ooh, that looks kind of cool. With their, but I always stayed true. Mm. And then while it took longer, it's at the end of the day, all of my peers went on then just over time, you know, with, with talent and also just longevity, they went on to run studios and be, you know, kind of really be innovators and change the business. And these are people that were genuine friends of mine yes. for the last 20 years. And that's something too, like that just takes time and investment and being, you know, kind of honest with your friends and yeah. group and let that start to build and do the work within that and I support that. your community. Yes. I think that's right? really, really important. People just want this big kind of like quick fame that's really doesn't exist. And they're just, it's like vapor and they're trying to grab it. And it's something that's happening right now. And it's like, I don't think you can ever beat just the concept of your peer group and hard work mm. and step-by-step step and just being true to yourself. Like Couldn't I really feel more. like, and I, again, I, to round it out, I do think that's it's such an important conversation having now, especially with the access people have to technology and social media. Yes, that can be your friend and ally, but you also have to understand the work has to come behind it. Totally. And honestly, it really does start with like just building your relationships and really nurturing those and knowing what's really healthy, right? Not going after that new shiny bobble, that's right. right? And like staying true to who you are. That's right. And don't um, compare yourself to to others and start to like leave the path that you're on because you feel like envious or jealous of what they're doing. Stay on your path that's working. You know, I see a lot of people start to do that, be like, oh, look what she's doing, look what he's doing. And then they jump tracks and like, that wasn't what they were achieving, right. wasn't their path. And I right. think that's really important but to that's think about. But that goes back to that certainty thing and knowing yourself. Speaking to that, I have a feeling you probably can answer this question in a way that's gonna blow my mind. What obstacles have you faced and overcome that have made you be unstoppable? What's well, one that stands out? Well, at first, that's a lot of pressure to blow your mind, Michelle, <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited. Well, you but, already blew my mind just by touching your heart since, with your um, hand, so it's not that difficult of a bar. You know, I mean, I will say there was, there was one thing that I was thinking about, and it's it, just to mention Dwayne Johnson, because I think he's a good mm. subject of kind of, again, like of a force of nature. But we had made this movie, and I had been working really hard and wanted to, my next kind of goal was to, I wanted to create a franchise and create movies that could have sequels, as well as still try and create new movies around that. But yeah. still, if you could have one core of like a Fast and the Furious or something that just keeps a driver always knowing every two years you're gonna make a movie and then build new content around that. And Journey to the of the Earth was a movie that went on, fortunately, to do a quarter of a billion dollars. And we're wow. like, great, let's do a sequel. The studio wanted a sequel. Everything was set. And then we ended up having a creative differences with the star of that movie. Mm. And then it all kind of everything was dead and gone. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let that happen. We're going to go ahead and have someone else take the rollover and keep this going. And oddly, and what's amazing is, is as I pursued Dwayne Johnson, I flew to Atlanta on a rogue mission, never met him before. 
You open the hotel room door. We both look at each other, and he goes, "Brother," and just gave me a huge hug. That's how I felt about you, you know. And, <laughs> and then we, it's like, <laughs> and then, and he did the movie, and it was just one of those things. Then that movie went on to do three hundred fifty million dollars, wow. and then we continued to build our relationship. But like that was a really good mm. example of like that was a rough. No, it was a rough obstacle. It really seemed like this thing was gone and I was going to have to start again from scratch to try and find that franchise. Not only did then the sequel really work out and and we'll create other ones down the road, but it also created a very special and singularly unique relationship with someone who I, who I love personally and love working with. That's and, a beautiful story. Yeah. And the takeaway for me is that, guys, life is always happening for us, never to us. That's right. I have some rapid-fire questions for you. Sure. We're going to get through like these in maybe a minute. You cool with that? Sure. Quick fire. Yeah. Last six. Who's the first person that comes to mind when you hear the word unstoppable and why? Well, we covered, you know, my brother, Dwayne Johnson. We covered him. <laughs> but there is— Soul brother. The soul brother. But there is someone, too, that I work with a lot, and his name is, is Toby Emmerich. And mm. for those of you who don't know, he was—I've known Toby for— like, I don't know, 18 years. He was the president of music at New Line. And then he kind of somehow changed from music into running production at New Line. New Line was an independently owned company at the time. Then they got bought, they scaled down. He kept that company alive, brought it over to Warner Brothers as a smaller division, wow. built that company up, then went to be president of Warner Brothers and is now was just named CEO of Warner Brothers. Wow. Literally like nothing kind of ever stopped him. He kept kind of believing and and really is amazing what he's he's built. And Not surprised just... he's in your tribe, my friend. Describe <laughs> a time when you've felt unstoppable. I'm not just saying this because I'm here with you, but like your energy is infectious <laughs> and I am feeling unstoppable right now. And Likewise. And back to, you know, just about like the idea of being in this kind of golden age of yes. content is really, I feel like the last 25 years of my career all is culminating for to be right, to be right now yes in this moment and i think the next five years will be something that was going to be you know the media industry and the world has never seen before for the programming and the expectation from the audience and mm. what they want and i'm really excited about that challenge. and what i love about that is that it's so heart driven beautiful if you could send anyone at the conference or maybe the world a text message what would you say i would say stay relevant mm. i think that's really important i would say stay relevant be authentic and you know, really keep it all grounded through passion. And I think if you really heed that, I think you will be unstoppable. God, that's so good. What is something specific that you're always recommending to friends? Could be anything, books, food, clothes, technology, workouts, travel. So I'm obsessed with the TV show on Hulu right now called Pen15. Oh, I don't know it, cool. It. It's <laughs> I'll be greatest, checking it out. It's the greatest show right now. It's the, it is so charming. It's about two 33-year-old actresses and writers who created the show. They play 13-year-olds. Oh, fun. And the whole cast is 13. The so best. you're in this world and it's like, but at the same time as while it's hard for me to relate to a 13-year-old girl necessarily <laughs> right now, it really makes you realize the perils of being a 13-year-old male, female, anything that you are about what that looks like. And there's a show called Succession on HBO that oh, I'm obsessed with. Oh, love it. Obsessed. And there's a fried chicken place called Dave's Hot Chicken that I tell everybody about on Where's Western. That? that is the oh, greatest. Oh, in Hollywood? It's in, yeah, on Western. It's I'm going the greatest, there tonight. <laughs> greatest fried chicken you could ever have. You yes. know, that's practically yeah. biohacking Seriously. food, right? Yeah. Um, what's something that you recently totally changed your opinion of? I changed my opinion of parenting. Mm. I, have, I have two young daughters. How old are they? Nine and six. Oh, and I really, I've always had great respect for parents and stuff, but never to the level that I did now. I really believe parents are heroes. I mm. think they make incredible sacrifices. Mm. I really do. And I feel like I now look at my mom and, and my dad who, you know, were divorced when I was two, but I still now understand a lot differently now being a parent. I have 
they are heroes in my opinion now. And I mm. never, I never understood that when I was, you know, in high school or in college. And so that really changed my opinion a lot. That gratitude really you know? touches my heart because our families are everything. Oh my God, there was they an epic. Everything. Yeah. Raw cacao ceremony this morning where we actually connected to our ancestors. One final question. What is something everyone around you is obsessed about that you don't care about at all? I think people are obsessed with Instagram, which (laughs) I care about Instagram. I'm I'm on it, but I don't don't feel like I'm caught up in that, you know, in terms of likes and in terms of where you stand within it and how many followers you have. I do like the medium and I believe in it but I don't feel like it It really, somehow I feel pretty blessed that it doesn't Run kind of have any impact oh, on me whatsoever. Oh, high five on that, I know? love that. So. You guys listen to Bo Flynn right now, that is everything, use social media, but don't let it use you. You, my friend, are the epitome of an unstoppable soul, and I can't tell you how grateful I am for this time. And everyone go check out his movies, yes. and uh, we are so excited that you're on the planet. Thank you for everything thank that you, you do. Thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you for being you, and thank you for <laughs> taking me through this, Michelle, I appreciate it, you're my awesome. Honor. My honor. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fire and Soul podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.